Sorry about that. I can see you. Can you see me? It's pretty bright light, isn't it? I love it. I'll give you a minute to uh, pull out your sunglasses that I'm sure you brought tonight. Put them on. Sunglasses at night. I feel a Corey Hart's song coming on. Not going to sing it. Not going to sing it. Physically, I'll bring, you, you think I'm being obnoxious, don't you? It's kind of fun, actually. But physically, this is, I mean, hard to argue. This is one bright light. It's awesome. Spiritually speaking, the light who is Jesus Christ is even brighter. He is the brightest light of all. And light is great. Can you imagine if we tried to do what we're doing here tonight and we just shut out all the lights everywhere and tried to do it in the dark? We'd probably have kids scared and crying or, or maybe that would be your dad's probably, right? Got, right, kids? Or they'd probably start acting like junior highs and try to scare your mom with, you know, mice on the feet or spider in the hair or stuff like that. Would you be kind of... It'd be kind of crazy, I think. Light is a good thing. And I think it's something that we take for granted sometimes. And, and, and maybe we're only reminded of that at times like, you know, you're, you're in the middle of the night, thirsty. You get up and go to the kitchen and it's dark. And you're trying to make your way to the fridge. And you, you stub your toe on the leg of the kitchen table. Well, light minimizes the possibility of that happening. Doesn't guarantee it, of course, but light is good. Light is a good thing. How, how fun would, we, we talked about this just on Sunday. Uh, how fun would light bright be without light? It would be neither light nor, this is the, the sharp section here. We'd have to rename it. I don't know, dark dull or something. I, wouldn't be fun. Wouldn't sell. They say that's coming, that's making a comeback that game. Our appreciation of light, of course, should begin with the light of the sun that God created to sustain life in this world, on, the, on this planet, designed and, and created by God to do so. Popular science magazine tells us that if the sun stopped shining, died out, the surface temperature of the earth in a period of what was it now? A week would go down to minus 18 degrees Celsius. Now, for us Edmontonians, nothing, right? But in a year, and I, I don't quite get the science of this. It, it seems like that takes a long time. But in a year, it would dip down to minus 72 degrees Celsius. Now, that's cold. And there'd be no escaping to Phoenix or Palm Springs to, to, to get away from that. So light, light, light is good. Light is a good thing. Or imagine you're caving, you're feeling adventurous, and you decide to do that. You, 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 um, you take a flashlight. I mean, you're a prepared, adventurous type person, so you grab the flashlight out of your glove compartment in your car. That Canadian tire stocking stuffer from the year before. You're deep in this cave, and, uh, well, surprise, surprise, your flashlight dies. And suddenly, you're, you know, you're stepping in puddles of water and you're not sure if it's going to be a 
two inch, two inches deep or six feet deep. And in the darkness, your, your audio senses are, uh, seem to be more acute. And all of a sudden you hear the, 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 the scurrying of the rats and all the fun stuff like that. I mean, what a, what a festive Christmas picture I'm creating here. Isn't it beautiful? There's times when we miss light. There you are in the cave, and you finally find the zipper pocket of your backpack that holds a very small object that that will bring some relief. And possibly, if you have enough of them, guide you safely out of the cave. What am I talking about? A little match. A little match. A little light in in, in absolute blackness. Makes a big difference. Did I say it yet? Light is a good thing. Light itself is a gift from God. And so it's no wonder that the the word, this this idea of light, the, the reality of light is used as a metaphor for Jesus Christ. Eternal God come in human form to offer through his very life and death and resurrection to offer forgiveness and eternal life to all who will accept that gift of salvation. That sentence, that last sentence, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. Gospel simply means good news. (laughs) That's good news. The, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is good news for every one of us. And by the way, I didn't just accidentally slip there into the Easter story. Two big stories go together. For all who receive this gift of salvation, they live as part of God's eternal family. What a, what a blessing. What a gift that I can't earn. I can't do enough. I can't be good enough to earn that. It's given freely in the person of Jesus Christ so that I can be forgiven. And the sin barrier between me and my creator is taken away by that sacrifice. And I can live free. He died so I wouldn't have to. And you as well. What an awesome thing. Jesus came to bring that kind of light Matthew was an eyewitness to the life of Jesus, and he was one of Jesus' disciples, and he wrote a historical record of the life of Christ, the very first book in the New Testament, Matthew. And he quotes from a a spokesperson for God, Isaiah, in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 9-2. And Matthew pulled those words forward into his uh, eyewitness account of the life of Christ. These words applying to Jesus are... The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. He came as a light. Without light, there's death. Without the light of Jesus Christ, the same outcome is the result, spiritually speaking, because death is is separation. And we're talking separation from our eternal loving God. And that's a separation that that is not God's desire, was never a part of God's plan. And that's why God went to such great lengths to rectify that situation. We were on a collision course with eternal separation from our creator, but God didn't want that. And so he sent Jesus. 
as the light. And he shines brightly if we'll look at his person and his power and his grace. We're going to illustrate that as Pastor Jeff leads us in a moment. We're going to illustrate that together in this room with a a lot of lit candles in just a moment. So candlelighters, you can find your way to uh, the back to prepare for that. All this talk of light and joy to the world, and we, 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 we sometimes resent that because in our experiences, in our difficulties, that, that's, not, that's not what we're feeling. Sadly, many people do not feel like celebrating Jesus as the light at Christmas because the death of a spouse hits us hard, or, or the, breakup of our, the breakup of a marriage feeds one's addictions, maybe even more at this time of year. All some people are trying to do is survive the season. Could be that celebrating is the furthest thing from your mind, even if you, even if you do understand and embrace the true meaning of Christmas. And yet, when we factor in, when we truly factor in the biblical truth of who Jesus is and who he wants to be in our lives and what he wants to deliver to us, We don't need to be dominated by feelings of despair or hopelessness or turmoil. We don't. We really don't. Rather, we can can gather deep hope from a a promise made 2,700 years ago through uh, another Old Testament prophet named Micah, who through God's knowledge that was given to him in his mind, predicted the exact location of the birth of the Son of God in Bethlehem. God breaking in to human history, some so, declared some seven centuries before it actually happened. It's a mir- a mir- that's a miraculous declaration. And his coming into the world, it truly does change everything when we receive him and, and entrust our, our lives and our eternities to God. It's this gift from God that the Christmas message is all about. He came to bring light. He came as light personified, actually, to to live in us and bring us out of darkness. The darkness of sin, the darkness of self-centered living, the darkness of thinking we know how to do life without his interference. He wants to lift us and, and can by his power out of that way of living. And so tonight with these Simple, but, but life-changing and eternity-shaping truths in mind. Our, our prayer is that this Christmas, if you, if you haven't done so before, you would open your heart and open your life to Jesus Christ and, and, and choose to trust him as the forgiver of your sin and the leader of your life. Pastor Jeff. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. As Pastor Marlowe just said, my name is Jeff and I'm the next-gen pastor here at Eagle Mount Church. And we're so thankful that you chose to make us a part of your family's Christmas tradition this year. And uh, we we trust that it's been an enriching experience for you and that uh, you guys are going to have a great night. Now, it wouldn't be much of a candlelight service if we didn't light some candles. We're going to do that in just a second. But I just wanted to touch on one thing launching off of Pastor Marlowe's words there. And there's not much more to say. It's like you said, Jesus is the light. 
Jesus is, is light, and that word can really be interchangeable with hope. He's hope, he's light in a world, in all situations that seem to be dark. And I know that it's not hard to look very far before we see that there's darkness in the world. I, I dare you to turn on your news feed or your, uh, your Google app, your Google News app, or if you still use newspapers, um, I'm sure it's in there as well. Now, that doesn't mean that the world is hopeless. And just like Pastor Marlowe said, there's hope in Jesus. And despite what appeared to me a hopeless socio-economic polysocial environment in the world around us, we have a hope in the baby Jesus that came to earth, that some 30 years later died on a cross to conquer death and therefore conquer any situation that you might be walking through this evening and into 2019. That's what Christmas is all about. Before I continue on, I'm going to ask the uh, candle lighters to come from the back. They're going to light the candles on uh, the end of each row, and you can pass them down. We just ask two things, and that's that, number one, you be careful not to tip your candle too much. Hot wax burns, and we don't want to get it on anybody. We also ask uh, that parents, you you uh, determine the prerequisite skills of your children to be able to handle fire. Um, so if they you don't think they're not going to be able to, maybe just share a candle with them. Um, and just, we'll take a second for that to happen. I want to talk about the world around us. And I don't mean to bring forward a doom and gloom scenario for the world that we live in. I, we don't really need more reminders that there are scary things happening. Whether it's pipelines, or maybe it's uh, who's in office south of the border, or who's in office wherever. Maybe there's things about your job, or your marriage, or your family situation, or your, your health that are scaring you as we move through this Christmas season and move into 2019. I know that it doesn't take um, a room this size. In a room this size, it doesn't take um, a really smart person to be able to tell that there's going to be situations and fears. But what I hope you walk away from this evening as we go to, into our festive Christmas activities with our families moving on here is hope. That there's a hope through Jesus that came to earth and that's what Christmas is all about. I hope that as we leave this place that we realize that the light that Jesus brought can pierce through any darkness. Whatever darkness you face in 2019, there's a hope that Jesus makes available to us. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus makes, us, makes it available to us, but we have to choose to live that light every day and every, every chance we get. Every time we choose light over darkness, we carry Jesus into those situations. There's no darkness that Jesus can't pierce. So what I'm going to get you to do is to raise your hand show off your light and I want to read a few words from the artist Dustin Kenstrew that I really sets a tone for us as we enter 2019 and these are the words hold up a light steady and bright cuts like a knife through the cold and dark these eager flames that can't be contained cities are claimed by the smallest spark though it's raining and I know we're tired try to raise your lamp a little higher hold up a light hold up a light hold up a light till the morning comes Hold up a light, hold up a light, hold up a light till the world is one. We win the world and we win the day by choosing light in dark situations, by choosing the hope that Jesus gives us, the hope that comes through Christmas. So I'd like to take an opportunity before we finish off tonight and conclude to pray for you and your families 
as we go into our Christmas activities later on. God, thank you for just the light that you bring, the hope that you bring. Thank you that you came as a baby and that what that means for what happened 30 years later when you died to bring hope and connection to you and an opportunity to have a relationship with you, God. Thank you for Christmas. We thank you for all the awesome things that come with that, whether that's presents or food or whatever it is, God. But we hope that we would still take a moment to look back on the importance of you and what you bring to the table and the reason that we celebrate Christmas. Pray for every family here. I pray this would be the best Christmas yet for every single person here. Whether they're going through great times or whether they're going through dark times, God, I pray that they would have a Christmas to remember. God, I just pray for safety as we're out on the roads. We just pray for every person here that this would be an amazing time together, an amazing Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.